We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live. It is the Sunday morning edition of the Field 68 Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. My name is Rob Dawson. The gentleman you see with me right over there with the Syracuse jersey over his shoulder. Do we ever determine who that is? Is that Derek Coleman? Come on. You really have to ask that question? You're old. You're not old enough. That's what this proves. You're not old enough. I, when he, he played in college when I was like three years old. How am I going to know what number? So good. I mean, you have to honestly, if you've never watched Derek Coleman play at, at Syracuse, you, you need to YouTube it and watch it for a little while. He was an absolute MFer, like the biggest MFer like there was. So, um, yes, that is Derek Coleman's jersey. Uh, Devo, uh, I got that after your, your, your pod with Derek Coleman. I was so excited. Uh, I actually – I recorded that one. I produced that one, sort of. Well, you I didn't. You did not produce that. I, I didn't produce it. You sat. On, you sat call. on it for like an hour. I sat on it and was like, "This is awesome." Listening to Derek Coleman, <laughs> I, I produced. Don't try to take credit for the production <laughs> side. Yes, I don't know how to produce a podcast. No, I have no idea. you know. You don't know how to take notes. You don't know how to write down timestamps. I what? do. I do a good job of that. You do an okay job of it. Because you want to know why? You want to know what the problem with with you writing down the timestamps is? I have to do math every time because what you do is you'll have like your little five minute banter at the start and then you'll write down the timestamps, including the five minute banter. But as soon as you clip out the banter, then it's like, oh, my God, what are we, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Here? Right. What are we doing here? Anyway, uh, as always, the best best live stream is powered by our partners over at Bet Rivers. Uh, Jeffrey, we had a wild Saturday. We did. I, it was mean, Saturday. I, I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the floor now. And I'm going to allow you to have your moment. You can moment. take your victory lap on Creighton. Go ahead. Do it. Do what you got to do. The Creighton Blue Jays absolutely blew out the number three team in the country, uh, Villanova. They weren't ranked three. I get it. But everybody and their mother, beyond Gonzaga and Baylor, if you were to put uh, your house on one team, on one program, Rob Doster, to win the national title, everybody and their mother would choose Villanova. But yesterday, that might have changed because the Creighton Blue Jays looked like the Creighton Blue Jays that I had as a, you know, one of those teams that I think could make a run, a deep run, a final four run. Remember last year, they were firmly entrenched as one of the teams that could win it all until, first of all, Marcus Zagorowski got hurt. Number two, obviously, the season, the, the NCAA tournament was scrapped, but they were unbelievable last year. And then Zegarowski got hurt. They lost Tyshawn Alexander, obviously, early uh, to the to the pros. Um, but 
Zagorowski just hasn't looked himself. He, he got hurt again earlier this year. Finally, yesterday, I think Marcus Zagorowski looked the part of an All-American. And if he and he didn't even shoot it great, but he shot it well enough. And he commanded the floor. Um, to me, he controlled the tempo. He was playing free. He was playing with confidence. And if that's the case, Rob, this team can score with anybody. And, and they're better defensively than Iowa. We know that. Yeah, I'm just I'm worried about their consistency. Like we we've seen too many games where like the the Georgetown game where yeah. they leave it home to the Hoyas. Uh, but the, I mean they've won six of the last seven. They've won three in a row. This was probably the best performance we've seen out of Creighton all season long. It is. Marcus Zagorowski is is playing the best bat. Like yesterday was the best game that he's played all season. Yep. Maybe maybe as well as he's played in his entire career. So no. Um, I do think that uh, I mean if this if 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 they can continue to play like this then yes you're right I, I'm just I'm not sold that this was more than just like one great performance I, I need to see more consistency but, but like, like again you just look around the country and you're like okay other than lately Ohio State who else has been so good and so consistent I mean Michigan was we'll see what happens uh, today when they come back against Wisconsin at the Cole Center but. For the most part, nobody has had these great stretches, right? Like, yeah, I mean, yes, you're you're absolutely right. But so Creighton is as a mass with a group of like 15 other teams that are kind of in that. Like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess they can make a run, but like, there's all this stuff that's also wrong with them. So somebody's got to get there. Somebody else has to stay and not get there, but stay in Indianapolis. Some, some, you are right. Somebody has to get to the final four. There this is not to, a final. You know, it's by definition there has to be four teams in the final four. You know what I think though. Yeah. I, I, here's what I kind of think the NCAA should do, right? Tell me, what, tell me what you think of this oh, idea. Here we go. Take, take Baylor and Gonzaga out of the NCAA tournament, right? <laughs> and just yeah. let them play a seven-game series for the national title because that's what we want to see. Let them go yeah. seven. Listen, then, if it gets then, there. then this is what you do. Then just call like the NCAA tournament, just have that be the NIT and just play everybody else because that's kind of what we're at right now. we got a bunch of NIT teams in Baylor and Gonzaga. So no, what? What I like about your your theory, here's what I like about your theory. I don't like the way you've got it set up, but I would say if Baylor and Gonzaga both get to the championship game, then they should play a seven-game series. Yep. Well, I actually – so I um, I, I thought about this, right? And and I think it was um, – uh, I think Alan, the, the, the Marquette fan, um, Alan Bikowski, I think is how you pronounce his name, uh, he said this the other day and, and and mentioned it to me on Twitter, and, and I think it's a really valid point because if both of these teams get to the national title game undefeated, we don't want to play a series because we want that undefeated national championship, right? right. We, we want that guy that can create that 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 team that well, can create yeah. history, that yeah. that memory, that sure. that all time great program. Um, and it, it just it was I was like I never even thought about it like that uh, you don't you don't want to risk having uh, a team with a, a loss on their resume just because you decided to play like a five-game series or whatever so i mean that we're not playing a series so we're, we're kidding yeah, so it, does, it, doesn't, it doesn't, so matter. doesn't matter but yeah it doesn't matter but it would be fun it would be fun to watch those two go toe-to-toe for for seven games as opposed to a, a one-off uh but yeah I, I listen i think everybody's rooting for it i mean i do i think everybody's rooting for that baylor gonzaga uh game i don't know how good the ratings would be I think the diehards, I shouldn't say everybody. I think the diehard college basketball fan is is rooting for that. Unless you're, you know, you went to Michigan or Ohio State or something. I think the ratings ratings would be pretty good because the games would be really, really high level. 
right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many. The ratings for Virginia, Texas Tech were still pretty good. It's going to be interesting this year without being in offices, how much that affects people doing brackets. Are they going to be able to do it? I mean, obviously, you can do it over Zoom and all that stuff, and, and much of it is done online anyway now, so it shouldn't affect it that much. The banter won't be there quite the same. Um, all right. Yeah. All right. I got to give you props. I got to give you props. You came through, uh, and hopefully people saw, I don't think I even did it in bet sports, but I took it. You oh, I, I did it in bet sports. It's the third time this week. We've gotten information at some point during the, uh, the during the day that said like, Hey, someone's going to be out. And we logged in the bet and, um, like we, I've, I've made a bunch of money off of it this week. It was, yeah, uh, it was Oregon on Wednesday. It was Wake Forest on Tuesday and on Saturday it was Missouri state because I got a text that said that there's going to be four guys out two hours before it became public. And all of a sudden Bradley's yeah. missing like four of their top six guys and boom, we banked on it. So that was uh, it again was, today. Uh, Are you taking it again at 10, 10 today? It's, it, it's, I took it. I took it. I don't love it now, but I took it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little less comfortable with it. At, at No kidding. At that, but it's, I mean, it makes sense that that line moved, you know, seven points. Moved seven points. Yeah, Bradley got their ass kicked yesterday. So, um, is there anything else from from Saturday's games that you, you think we need to touch on? The one thing that I will say is this: um, they they released the, uh, the 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 projected top sixteen seeds, right? And Oklahoma ended up being number twelve on that list and being a number three seed. Yeah, they beat one of the teams on the three seed line above them. One of the teams on the three seed line above the Tennessee lost. And then there is Virginia and Houston who are directly above – would be directly above Oklahoma right now, assuming that Oklahoma jumped West Virginia and Tennessee. And Oklahoma has five um, quad one wins. Virginia and Houston combined have five quad one wins. Right. Virginia has not beaten a team ranked inside the top 45 in the net. Oklahoma has five of those wins. They have five top 30 wins. Um, Houston beat Texas Tech on a neutral, but the only other thing that they've done is like beat Boise State at home and win at SMU. Right, it's not like either of those are, are great wins. So, um, the net ratings themselves, like uh, Oklahoma, Australian, I think they're like twentieth or something, and then Virginia and Houston are both like five or six. But I do expect Oklahoma to find a way to like. Uh, I would not be shocked if they ended up on the two seed line when this uh, when it's all said and done when we actually get the real bracket. Because I mean, look, Virginia's not playing anyone else. It's really going to end up boosting their profile. Neither is Houston. Hey, who's Oklahoma. your all right, all right. I just tweeted out earlier today my top six or seven candidates for the um, for the coach of the year today. Who's your coach of the year? If you had to give the award today to somebody, I added Lon Kruger, so I have a top seven mm-hmm. right now. I called you out on that. You didn't even respond. I called you out on that. Yeah, I don't follow you. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get Lon Kruger in the mix. Um, right now, so yeah. Deshaun and I had a long conversation about this the other day. Um, I'm kind of torn on it, right? Like. Generally speaking, the coach of the year award goes to the person that like had the most surprising season and, and the most achieving season. Yeah. And so like I think Lon Kruger and Chris Holtman and Juwan Howard all like really like make a lot of sense in that category. Yep. But Scott Drew and Mark Few were projected and picked to be like the two best teams in the country, right? They were ranked top two in the preseason. They're still top two in America right now. Neither of them have lost. Both of them have played difficult schedules. At some point. When you are thought of as the best team in the country and end up being like the best team in the country by a long, long way and by a wide, wide margin, and there goes my daughter screaming in the background, um, then you got to get credit for that too, right? Like I think that that 
we absolutely have to I, I would probably give it to give co-coach of the year to Mark Few and Scott Drew at this point, just because of the fact that in a year where there is so much uncertainty, yes. they the one of the, the the things that you can bank on is that Baylor is going to be awesome and Gonzaga is going to be awesome. So I think I would probably give co-coach of the year to those two gentlemen. I would agree. I, I don't like agreeing with you, but I'm going to agree with you. This is the second day in a row. Uh, I'm going to do it as well. And because, like you said, you're in a pandemic. They have lived up to the expectations. They have run the table so far. And they have also done it at places where it's not easy to do it. Like, if you're doing it at Kentucky, Kansas, Carolina, Duke, even Arizona, whatever, it, it's been done. But to do it, I actually think it's harder. What What Scott Drew has done at Baylor – is actually harder than what Mark Few has done. And what Mark Few has done is ridiculously impressive. Going to the tournament every single year at Gonzaga. If you haven't been to Spokane, you need to go. Um, It's it's amazing. So what these guys have done, building these programs into national powers right now and, and living up to the hype in a pandemic is absolutely insane. So I'm with you. I'm giving co coach of the year to Mark Few and Scott Drew. Uh, they deserve it. No disrespect to the Chris Holtmans, uh, the Lon Krugers, the Juwan Howards. Uh, Nate Oates has done an unbelievable job. Um, mm-hmm. AC Alexander, probably the mid-major coach of the year at, at Belmont. They've lost one game. Um, yeah, I mean, Porter Mosier's been awesome, too. They, they, no doubt. No doubt. I'm just doing it. Casey Alexander, I'm giving him it because he took over for Rick Bird. He took over for an institution there. Yeah. And the, 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 what they've done in a really good league, a really, really good OVC is amazing, and he's gotten no credit for it. Zero. Yeah. All right, so just to finish recapping yesterday, um, Ohio State smacked around Indiana. Florida State came off of their paws and beat Wake Forest in overtime. Cade Cunningham kind of struggled again, but Oklahoma State was able to outlast Kansas State. We just mentioned Oklahoma. They played a double overtime thriller and won at West Virginia in, in, in uh, probably – you know, I think West Virginia's played two of like the best games of the season at home. It was West Virginia, Oklahoma, yeah. and West Virginia, Texas Tech. They they, they become uh, like must see television. Texas- I love God. I I just love that West. I never thought I'd say that. I love West Virginia. Yeah, love they're so much fun to watch. Um, yeah. Texas beat up on TCU. Kind of got right a little bit. Uh, how about this? LSU and Arkansas are now tied for second in the SEC, which is not something I ever thought I would say. LSU beat up on Tennessee yesterday, who looked they they looked bad. Uh, Tennessee did they look bad and banged up and um, just kind of like I, I hate down. you. I hate you for for putting me on to the Vols earlier this year. Like I I think you you put me you know you've tried with other teams. You tried with Pittsburgh. I didn't fall for that shit. Um, you, yeah, you we won a couple bets on Pittsburgh, though. So. We did, we did. Who else did you try with? I don't, I don't remember. Um, Alabama, the, Tennessee. I don't know. I don't who know. else does Snow make fun of you for? Pittsburgh. Well, yeah, Tennessee. but I mean, okay. First, of Auburn, all, Auburn, the, Auburn. Yeah, Pittsburgh, you, you, the Pittsburgh thing is ridiculous because it was like after the Duke win, I was like, I'm not completely <laughs> sure that Pitt's not like good. And it ended up they weren't good, but like whatever, okay. And the Auburn one, we won like six straight bets on. No, 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 no. I, I was with you and with Auburn. Do you know what happened? Like I, so I, I look. I, I think I had Auburn right, and I'm going to take credit for the, having them right because what I said was, was Sharik Cooper there? They, they're a different team. 
And if they can find yeah. a way to get other like another playmaker going, then all yeah. of a sudden they become really dangerous. But they don't have another playmaker. And teams have figured out if you throw two guys at Sharif Cooper, right. then he's he, take the ball out of his hands, then they stink. They yep. figured out that Sharif Cooper can't shoot, right? And sure. the idea look, I, I don't want to be too harsh on the kid, but like I, I've seen mock drafts where Sharif Cooper is going in like the top ten. And I just I don't get that. I don't get that. So I don't know. Anyway, um Arkansas also won at Missouri in overtime yesterday. Uh Gonzaga smacked San Francisco. Um, USC got a win over Washington State on the road, and Virginia, like I told you, Jeff, knocked off North Carolina at home in a game. Yeah, you did. You did. I'll give you that. Seemed to get that. that going. But I think the game that's the biggest talking point, and we can kind of tie this into um, a preview for today, is that Loyola uh, ran all over Drake in the second half. They were down three at halftime, jumped all over him, ended up winning by 27. And that sets the stage for uh, what I think is probably the most important mid-major game of the season today. Uh, if Drake wants a chance to get an at-large bid, they have to win today. They cannot lose today. Otherwise, they're going to head into Selection Sunday without having a win over a top 100 team on their resume, right? And they don't have another chance. They're, they're not going to yeah. get another chance to beat no, them. They're, they're screwed, especially if they don't get tanked back. Like, that's the problem. Now you're going to go in, uh, and and they'll probably – they might lose another one. Like, that's the problem. If you get swept today, all of a sudden – they go down the stretch and they may lose another one. And then mm-hmm. no, you, you you have to win the league tournament. You got to get tanked back for the league tourney. He comes back from a broken foot. Who knows? I mean, again, you don't come back from a broken foot and you're not ready to go after four weeks. You're just yeah. not. No, you're not. And um, and the the other the other problem is like Drake is not gonna have another chance to get a great win because they're going to be the number two seed in the Missouri Valley tournament. They're going if they lose to to or if they play Loyola. They're going to beat Loyola and win the uh, the um, the automatic bid. So, like Drake has to win today. It's a must-win game from it today. Is. They is. are, uh, according to our friends over at Bet Rivers, they are getting. I believe it's um, it's five and a half points. Yeah, it is um, today. And let me just tell you guys real quick a bit about our our partners over at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up for Bet Rivers yet, now's the time. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering a two hundred and fifty dollar match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart? is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money when you win at Bet Rivers. They pay fast, and now it's even faster with Rush Pay Instant Approval for withdrawals. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. I can confirm that because I use them. With March Madness right around the corner, there's never been a better time to give Bet Rivers Sportsbook a try. Go to BetRivers.com today or download the Bet Rivers iOS app. You must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Jeffrey. Drake is getting five and a half points. What are you doing here? I'm tweeting out Bryce Drew's record right now to somebody that's coming at me. Oh, shocker. Bryce Drew, 12 and three, six and oh in, in league play, just in case you were wondering. Uh, I am taking uh, Loyola again. I'm taking um, the harmonica loving uh, Cam Krautwick. I, I think that's what Norlander wrote about. I honestly I have no idea. I got through like 40 words of the 800 and I was, I was ready to fall asleep. Um, but, uh, yeah, I like Loyola here again, uh, without tank. I, I just don't think this Drake team is the same, you know, I mean, they came off a pause recently, so they lost kind of some of their mojo a little bit there. They haven't beaten anybody. We talked about this. The best team they've beaten all year is Missouri state, Missouri state. Mm-hmm. They're not even right. Missouri state. Last I checked, I don't believe 
they are even in the top. No, they're not. They're not. Missouri they're State. They're 96 now in the net. They're 96. So they, they just uh, cracked. They're top 100 win then. Right. Top 100 win in the net. Good job. But, like, this Drake team is completely unproven. Where Loyola, to me, again, you've got some pieces that were obviously in the Final Four run. You've got uh, some athletes also on that team. You've got a good mix of skill and athleticism. Um, so they can play, you know, to me, they can play not fast, but they can get up and down when they need to. Uh, they can obviously, they play through Cam Crutwig, and, and he's so smart. He's such a tough matchup uh, because he passes it so well um, from the post. Uh, so I, I, I just think, to me, I would go for another win. I don't know if they're going to win by five and a half, but I don't think they lose this game. I, I feel pretty good about even giving the five and a half. Yeah, I would probably be on Loyola in this spot. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bet it because it really does feel like a bounce back spot. And like Drake has to win; they have no other option other than to win this game. So um, they're playing at home. It's a back to back. So I, I would, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay away um, yeah. personally. Uh, but I will say this: um, Loyola is now a top ten team on Kempom, and they are number thirteen in the net, which just kind of tells you all you need to know. All right, the other big game of the day. Uh, probably the biggest game of the day is Michigan at Wisconsin. Obviously, the Wolverines are coming off of their pause. They are laying a point uh, in uh, in Madison. That total is one thirty three and a half. Jeff, what do you like there? Uh, what are we talking about? Sorry. Oh, no, look at you paying attention, Michigan. <laughs> no, Michigan's back. Yeah, yeah, Michigan's back. Big, 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 big game. Um, I even though Michigan beat the living crap out of Wisconsin the first time around in Ann Arbor. Um, I just, you worry, right? I mean, it's been since January 22nd. They haven't played. That's a long time. I don't know how many days that is, Rob, but it's, uh, it's about three weeks. It's about yeah. three weeks. It's, it's a lot of time. Um, and for me, the biggest concern is that, uh, what we've seen with some of these layoffs where guys are able to get in the gym, they're able to, to at least work out on their own, but this was like a shutdown from the state of Michigan. Yeah. And they were basically told, like, look, you 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 cannot leave your building. We got to lock you down. We they they had the new uh, the new variant of COVID there, so um, it, it's it's a problem. So I, I think that they're going to be out of shape. We saw it yesterday with Xavier. Um, we saw it yesterday with um, uh, who's who's the other t- uh, Florida State. So um, it is it is what it is. I, I think we have to be on Wisconsin, even though it just feels so disgusting betting on. On the Badgers, I'm not a Badgers guy. All right, to, but but I'm with you. I mean, listen, it's basically a, a pick 'em game right now. Uh, Wisconsin's favored by one, I think. I think yeah. it went up it was a pick 'em, and I think now Wisconsin's favored by one. I took Wisconsin um, last night, so I, I, I like the Badgers here again. The other part is I still don't feel like Michigan has played. I mean, look at it. How many tough environments? Not that this is a tough environment, but but a road game against a pretty good team. Like, has Michigan played a tougher game so far this year, Rob? Where have uh, they played at Maryland? It, it depends on how what you think of um, like Minnesota. Yeah, they lost at Minnesota, Purdue. They just beat Purdue before they won on the pause. Yeah, well, I, I I mean I yeah. We're on the same page. Um, right. with, uh, this with could the- be the most. This is the most difficult game for them anyway, like anyway on the schedule. And then you throw in this long pause. And uh, Joe's saying, if anything, Michigan will have fresh legs. You can look at it that way. You can. Um, I, I think three weeks is is 
too fresh. Yeah, I mean the problem is like there it's if you're if you're basically stuck in a in a your your apartment for two weeks and you're not able to go play, like they call it game shape for a reason. So it's very easy to get out of that when you're yep. supposed to be in peak physical condition. All right, there's a couple more that I like. I really like Penn State minus eleven playing against Nebraska. Nebraska's got I have no idea why the Big Ten thought that this was a good idea, but they're playing eight uh, seven games in twelve days. Yeah. They played on yeah. Saturday, they played on yeah. Tuesday. No, I'm sorry, they played on um on Sunday, they played on Tuesday, they played on Thursday. Wait, maybe I got this. No, they played last Friday. They played it's Sunday. In like six days, I think. Right? Yeah. I think it's four and six. Right. This is their this is their fifth game in eight days. And then they go after and then tomorrow they go to uh Nebraska. Or I'm sorry, they go to Maryland and they play yeah, two Nebraska. games back to back days at Maryland. So they're playing seven games in twelve days. This is their fifth in in, yeah. in eight Monday, years. Wednesday, Friday, Sunday this week. Monday, yeah. Wednesday, Friday, Sunday this week. And so, like, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's that uh, to me, like that's that should not be happening. That you're 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 not yeah. looking out for the welfare of the student athletes that are playing. Like, no, that should not. That's too many games. That that should not be happening. But, I mean, they're coming off of a of an overtime game um, against Illinois that they lost. They probably should have won. So I like Penn State here. Let down spot. These guys are tired. They're gonna they're they're running out of legs. Penn State's actually kind of good. So um, I like the uh, the Lions here. I also I happen too. to like um, I like Miami. I just I think seven and a half is too many points to give to a team that's that's been able to scrap the way that they've been able to scrap. Um, I, I don't think Notre Dame is necessarily all that good. Um, and then I also like Maryland laying the two and a half at home against Minnesota. Remember, yes. uh, Maryland beat. Uh, Minnesota at Minnesota, and yep. um, and the big thing about it is uh, they're able to like switch all ball screens, and they have all these guys that are basically the same size, and you can kind of take away uh, Marcus Carr when you do that. I just go against Minnesota on the road. I mean, that, that's honestly, it's simple for me with Minnesota. If if they're at home and they're laying less than three, I take them. If they're uh, if they're on the road, I generally just go against them. Yep. You know, that's that's just kind of what I what I do at this point. Uh, Minnesota versus spread on the road this year, 0-5, in case you're counting. A um, couple more things I like. Uh, what do I like? Uh, I like um, go against Elon. Go against Elon today. Elon, remember, they only played uh, – they didn't play from January 3rd till January 30th, Rob. Till January 30th. Uh, they have now played five games since they've been back. They played Charleston today, and I think they're getting uh, seven. Uh, here are the, the the spreads. They've lost by 23, 5, 21, 9, and 18. Uh, they're at Charleston today. Charleston's not great, but I just feel like, again, Elon, man, you're out that long, you're not able to do anything, and you come back. You've lost overall now eight straight games. So I think Charleston's going to kind of take it out on them. Um, what about, uh, what about Cincinnati? I kind of like UCF there, Rob. Cincinnati's they're giving points. Cincinnati isn't good enough to give five and a half to anybody, anybody. Yeah. So since he's three and 10 versus spread this year, uh, one in five versus the spread at home. And they're giving five and a half in what, honestly, it's a pick em game. It's a complete pick em game. I, I probably would just – I don't know what it is. I can look right now what the money line is. For what? Uh, 
It's the, UCF is plus one ninety five for the on the money line. Yeah, I love it. We're at Bet Rivers. Yeah, really like it. Don't you? I guess. I mean, it's UCF. All I'm saying is the value is there. The value. Yeah, is there. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's UCF. That's the only problem. Um, the only other game that I think we should mention is Seton Hall laying seven and a half at home against Marquette. Um, if you want to fade Marquette, I don't think that that's a bad play. Uh, that's what I'm doing. They're one and six. Uh, I, I believe one and six uh, against a spread on the road this year. They're not great. I mean, they got humiliated last game. That's the only thing that that kind of. And I think Roy Joe's now is is hearing the the talk about his job security. I, I don't know how this goes, but it could go one way or it could go the other. They could rally behind him if they like him, or or they could start to throw in the towel. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if there's the leadership on that roster to be able to do that. Let's just let's just phrase it like that. So, um, yeah, that's, that's all I got. Uh, anything else? Anything else? Let me just make sure. Morgan State. Yesterday they lost. I took them. They lost. They get another shot against Norfolk State today. They're given three and a half. I, I think they get a split there. And then the other one is Holy Cross getting seven, seven, Rob, seven and a half. Uh, seven and a half at home against BU. Right. Seven and a half at home against BU in a team that's own five against the spread at home. That's BU. Remember, they gotta they gotta wear the mask. Holy Cross just beat them. BU's had a tough, tough, tough year, just brutal year. They're they're talented without everything that's gone on. They'd probably be uh towards the top of that league, but it, it's been a brutal year. So I take Holy Cross on the points there. Yeah, and always make sure you go follow us on BetSperts. That's where we are going to log all of our bets. It's a lot easier to uh, yep. to figure it out exactly right there. And, again, um, three times this week we've gotten info, right? and uh, and we've been able to um, to make money and profit off of the bets that we've made off yeah. of. Yeah, so, if you did those three like we did, like I, I, I don't think I've had – I think I've probably been – Close to fifty percent this week, but those three. Well, I'm, I'm under five hundred this week, but I've 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 been profitable because of that. So, uh, yeah, go follow us on BetSports, and we will see you guys again tomorrow morning. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.